It's just Hey Joe. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jump Cables thinks you have the biggest wiener. See, see, this is the kind of crap <laughs> I'm talking about. Right there. No, see, How did he's that got come this up? weird question. He asked me, oh, who do you think's bigger? <laughs> you like, okay, I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I already don't care. And eventually I drag it out of him. He means wiener. Who has the biggest wang between the three of us? And I tell him again, I don't care. And he says, maybe it's Joe. I'm going to ask him. But rather than ask you, he volunteers me. <laughs> as the one with the burning question. Again, I don't care. But why? Why do you volunteer me for these weird-ass things? <laughs> well, I will measure that shit for you, Lionel, and I will report back. How about that? I don't care! <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, he you, posts you guys... the results on Twitter. <laughs> That's right. Sure, why not? You guys are great. Uh, this is so I keep coming back. Uh, At least I got my pre-show. Good shit. All right. Mm. I got my pre-come. Ah, uh, yeah. Where'd you go with, man? A little bit of drippy drip. Dribble, dribble, dribble. Look at our things. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to another episode of the Old Doctor Connection, and I should probably be quiet, because everyone in the apartment is sleeping, and hopefully I got my audio levels right this time, I think we're good, and yeah, since I got no apartment to talk about, I'm talking about something that's been on my mind for the past couple of days, uh, for wrestling. I can't tell if it's getting better or worse. WWE has been doing a really good job of just, like, tearing at the meat of anything close to competition. ROH, TNA, New Japan, they're just snagging up everybody. Oof, it's rough. It's hard out there for a pimp. Like, they got all this talent in there, but, like... Really worried they're not going to utilize it because the roster. Let's be real, it's bloated. Like they're going to need to go back to brands just to give everybody a decent amount of time. Because yeah, Zooks is a chock full of people, good people, people who deserve you know some TV time, some time at the top. You know, there's a lot of guys there I want to see do well. So yeah, but uh. Outside WWE, the uh, group tearing ass in Japan, Los Ingobernables de Japón. Sorry, I can't roll ours. But yeah, a Japanese wrestler who had an excursion to Mexico became a part of a big stable out there and brought it back to Japan. That Naito Tetsuya, Tetsuya Naito, I feel like those are both first names. Man. But, uh, yeah, he's cool. Man, I kind of don't want to see him go to the WWE because I feel like he kind of gets swept under the rug, not get the time he deserves. Plus, oh yeah, point is, is I gotta figure out how this New Japan subscription thing works because, in spite of WWE gutting them, they've still got some really interesting stuff going on out there. But, uh, 
probably rambled on about pro wrestling for too long. Uh, next up is Diver. <clears throat> Part of a this impromptu theme month that fell apart. But uh, I guess that's spoilers. Point is, is here's where it was good. So please enjoy. So the name of this anime, this anime that we're talking about this week, tonight, this night, this day, this whatever time you happen to be listening to this, dear listener, is called Giver Out of Control. And maybe never in all the animes that I've seen have I ever encountered a more apt name for what I saw. Um, rather than your feelings, Joe, can you, you have some experience with this. Can you? Tell me what the fuck just happened. Ah, uh, what just happened is Giver is what just happened. That's what you just watched. That is, that is why that anime is the best, the best thing ever. But what threw you off? Everything you could possibly want as a child, a child of the eighties, is right it's, crammed in that <laughs> one fifty minutes. It's, fifty it's minutes. Funny because I think if I'd seen this as a child, it would make more sense to me. Mm. But. Like, I had a weird experience here where I think I finally saw, or rather, maybe just talking about the experience, I experienced what most people feel when they try and watch an anime, which is to say it just felt crazy and disjointed and oh, yeah. off the wall, and like I, I, I couldn't make sense of it. I came out of it confused. I... Not only watched this, I read the chapters of the manga it's based on, and then watched another OV, the first four episodes, no, not first four, first two episodes of another OVA series that covers the same events, just to kind of get a feel for what happened, and yeah, um, Mike, why don't you tell the listeners what you thought of the show while I try and uh, recoup? Uh... This was a show that I watched. Uh, I watched it today, and I, I maybe I ate too much candy, but I fell asleep on it, and then I woke up and rewound it and finished it, and uh, it was okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, well Joe. I, okay. So, I re- I'm a huge fan of Guyver. I love Guyver a lot, and it's simply because everything in there, it's just yeah. You're right. You're right, Lionel. I mean, everything in that in that, that episode of the anime was just many of the reasons why people think the way they do when they when they hear the word anime and all about all the craziness and over the top stuff and <laughs> ridiculous plot that with lots of holes and all just all that craziness but it's just there was just something about it that it was just pure pure fun to me it was just fun to watch it was exciting there was just crazy stuff happening all over the place and what i thought was great about it was that even though there were a lot of probably a lot of holes in there a lot of weird things happening a lot of things that very out of place it still felt like they were trying to unpack something 
much bigger than what was happening right there. Like they were trying to <laughs> connect a lot of different things together that had a lot of missing pieces, but almost like they were just setting up all these hooks everywhere to to make it to make you like excited for what was going to happen next. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, that's why I think they structured it that way because they just want you to be like, "Holy crap, I got to see more of this." Oh, what's so like they gave you like little pieces of the background of the Giver, pieces of the background of Kronos and what's going on with all that and all this craziness that's happening. They gave little chunks here and there and you want to start thinking like, "Okay, I need to know more about it." And that just gets you like just really deep into it and you want to kind of just keep watching more and more and more of it. So that's the way I was looking at it. And also, you got to think that back then, when they were making lots of anime... I mean, there were tons of animes they were making back then that were just pointless, violence over the top, let's give, let's, you know, have a chance to show nudity here, that kind of thing. So I think that's also another reason why it was set up the way it was. It was because of the, the time period. Mm-hmm. Nakedness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, you touched on a lot, of, a lot of stuff I wanted to go over there, Joe. Um, so I guess briefly going over the... Uh, well, maybe not the time period because uh, that factors into some stuff I need to talk about later. But um, let's, I guess, start with uh, both a negative and a positive. And one of the things you said in that there is like hooks and points of interest all over this thing. Yes. Uh, the one that got me being anytime they mention like basically uh, progenitors to the alien race and the idea that the zoonoids might not be these purely. Uh, engin- like you know, genetically engineered things. Mm. Um, like I think at one point you figure out like where the name "out of control" comes from, and they yeah. say uh, ancient alien language Giver means "out of control," and I'm like, ancient alien? Oh, sh-. yeah, I guess this because it looks it looks very alien. It's it's a it's like a powered armor, but it's a uh, very fleshy and organic. It's not too dissimilar from the zoonoids that yeah. he fights. So, so like, the, the thing that, you know, kind of like what you were just saying there, it's just, you know, how they were they started telling you that what the Giver meant, and see, right there, even though the, the story overall is your typical, like, old-school anime, where it's just aliens fighting each other, blood and gore, but what they were doing with this and the way they structured it is that even the very open with the truck driver and the guy looking at, you know, like, saying, what's in your bag? Right mm-hmm. there, the already getting you excited and say, okay, so what is in the guy's bag? And then, <laughs> is that what they're doing, Joe? They're getting you excited? Yes, they are getting me excited. They got well, you excited. They got okay, uh, Joe is excited. super excited right now, but there, there's actually something to it in that, um, well, well, briefly before I go into it much later, like stories like these, they fall into a certain archetype, and uh, one of the big aspects of that archetype is... A mystery slowly unraveling at the heart of what's going on here. And that's the kind of thing I think Joe's really getting into in that, like, a mystery like this rarely paced well, but it's very much fed to you in tiny bite-sized chunks over the course of a, usually a villain of the week, a monster of the week type formula where you're supposed to be more focused on, okay, who's he fighting? What's he fighting? Oh, what are we learning about the suit? Everything but the big mystery until you hit a certain point. Yeah, I mean, so there's, like, plenty of, like, what-the-fuck moments. Like, wh- why did that just happen? That's just so strange. But then they what, always like, try why, and... Why they two classmates. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that came out of nowhere. They got just snipped for no like, reason. Like, just fucking... Ew, ice cold. I mean, you I didn't... mean... 
I sound. Mean, you didn't even see a break in the glass. I mean, and that was really never explained. And that was in that whole. I mean, I also like the police officer getting suddenly his face smashed. I don't know what was up with that, but it was yeah. just. I mean, and like, and also too, when he started talking to the police chief or whoever that person was, like, how did he know that he had the guy? I mean, there's all these different points that just didn't make yeah. any sense at all. But it's yeah. just, it's just so much. To me personally, I just think it's so much fun, even though the story is a complete mess and it's just, it's all very strange. It's just there's so much going on and they're doing it in such a very, like, I don't know, just fun way to me that I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all that they're trying to feed me something that's mm-hmm. somewhat interesting. And, but it's, I don't know. It's just overall, it just seemed really entertaining and they kept, like, amping it up the further they went into it. And that's just, that's what kept me hooked. Yeah. Oh, I. One thing I'm really happy to see you just <laughs> so enthused about well, something. Well, I love Giver. I like Giver a lot. Giver is one of those. Um, uh, what was this term I'm looking for? Um, things. Well, just things for me that seems like it's perfect for me, but I never super get into. Like I saw the uh, live action movie they made for it back when I was a little ass kid and couldn't really understand <laughs> how like clown shoes wacky it was. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was... Like when I was a little kid, that movie was the most serious ass business ever. Yes. But, um, yeah, that was my primary experience with it, uh, up until, uh, I want to say, well, I mean, I found out the there was an anime, but never really got around to checking it out. Um, I want to say it was up until the, that last uh, anime they tried to do for it in 2006. I think I saw one episode of that and was confused by the fact that I wasn't hooked. Because a, a big problem, not only with this anime, but everything Giver related I've looked into so far is that this show has absolutely no idea how to fucking pace itself. No, no, it doesn't. It really doesn't. No earthly idea. And like over several adaptions, again, I watched a, uh, uh, the first two episodes of an OVA series that followed this one. I read the uh, first four chapters of the manga, which are the events covered here. I've seen the first episode of the 2000, I want to say it's 2006 anime. Mm. And yeah, it's like, it, it's always the same disjointed kind of thing. I just like wander up on this and this armor thing. He kills some show, kills some people, uh, in every other, you know, every other property. It's his best friend that's rolling with him rather than the girl. So, but, so, what what I think is really happening here and why the pacing is just so god-awful and why a lot of the different stories that come up are just... <laughs> well, not... Yoshiki Takia can't write. Well, there's that. And also, too, that it just feels like he started with one core idea. Like, wouldn't it be really badass if this alien, yeah. if this guy had, like, alien armor, took, you know, and suddenly he's fighting monsters. And he's, mm-hmm. he, it seems like he's tried stretching that. And really, stre- and just trying whatever he could, yeah. to kind of inject you know plot into it as he was going. A very and... thin premise, but uh, a lot of interesting ideas on the side. Yeah, so maybe maybe not even some not even a whole lot of technical prowess on like 
Like, cause, cause another thing I noticed is that when it comes to the Zoonoids and the Giver, just everything monster related, everything looks amazing. Right. But the people are like the blandest ass milk toast anime people I've ever seen in my entire life. Right. It's like when you. It's were... not even charmingly bland like Azumanga Dayo. Right. <laughs> it's like when you, like when you were little and you were like drawing in your notebook and drawing superheroes, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and that soup, that that one superhero always looks just fucking fantastic, but everyone else just looks awful because you don't want to put that much detail. Well, you've also exerted all your energy <laughs> right, in creating exactly. the hero, so it's like, like badass powered mech suit. Stick figures, right? Exactly. So I mean, if, if it, it, it does look like the people are drawn by like maybe a elementary school kid, exactly. So and you, then the monsters are drawn by their dad. So if you like during the show when like you said that the monsters and the Giver look the best, but if you really notice that even even the monsters compared to the Giver's themselves don't look that great. It's, yeah. it's it's just the Giver's that look the most amazing thing throughout that. I mean, they're like they're the well they're like. Their coloring is the best. Like their design is the best. It really does feel like he really did start with just one core idea. <laughs> Drew a sketch of the Giver. I said, "Damn, this looks awesome." Now, what can I stick this in? And... He, yeah, he drew the Giver. It's like, okay, I need to make some other shit to justify this. But uh, <laughs> right, and it's right. like, okay, let me start making the monsters. Okay, I'm getting tired. Well, right. okay, right. so there's got to be some guys under the monsters. So he makes the little like armor cops, and it's like, fuck, I gotta draw people. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the feeling I, I kept getting with this, you know, with the the show. But I mean, like I say, that doesn't really bother me that much because I just I always I just find it so entertaining just to watch. It's just ridiculous. It's over the top. It's the typical over the top anime. But it's just the I love the character. I love Giver and what he does and just how he kills. Mm-hmm. The battles are cool. So that's why that's why I always gotten really interested in doing. Yeah, it. Giver. I want to say amongst other things. <laughs> Ugh, excuse me. It's one of those uh, animes that's big in Japan and not a whole lot in other places. Yeah. Really outside of it, uh, you know, it's 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 a the design in and of itself is really iconic, really interesting, and the slight. I don't know if I can call it a spin, really, because it's been done before. But having it be like a fleshy, organic type suit rather than a crazy piece of space armor, though, yeah. it's actually kind of both i think i read somewhere i'm not sure how much of a spoiler this is but that the giver unit itself is semi-sentient oh yeah like they don't tell you outright but that scene where he giver wastes the monster and then (laughs) the human troopers working with the monster (laughs) that was uh he's actually show is actually unconscious and the giver suit is going on autopilot yeah, I mean that was uh, like throughout the series. That's kind of like a, a constant thing that he's always kind of dealing with. That he's going back and forth. Like when when the Giver takes over, it's unstoppable. It just kills and kills. And there's moments where he freaks out and he says like he doesn't want to be in a situation where he's just constantly. He doesn't want to kill people, but the Giver when it yeah. takes over, it just becomes a murdering psycho thing. Well, it is a weapon. Yeah, it's a weapon, pretty much. That's why it's killing all the time. It is, and it's it's a literal killing machine. It slices through zoonoids like Swiss cheese. <laughs> yeah, or anything that just gets in its way. Uh, so, like, uh, another... that, little, that little arm blade he has should not be able to cut things in half. And an... But it cuts everything <laughs> really in does. half. And another thing that really appeals to me a lot uh, with the Giver and what I love about it the most is kind of what you were just saying that that mix of, like, just like, just, I don't know. 
like metal and armor with organic just and because it, it the like the parts it's very alien yeah like the parts you see what i love about love it the most is like when like when he, he opens up his chest to yes. through the beams and it's not just this real clean thing it's like he's literally opening up his chest cavity and like all the alien like just i don't know like crap is just oozing yeah. out and it's just well the, yeah they mentioned that the energy it's like bio organic so it's like yeah. like imagine the energy your body processes being able to shoot that out and then there's like these crazy fleshy membranes along, yeah. <laughs> along the crazy laser cannon and it's like okay that's clearly where it's drawing its power from yeah and like a and also too i love how kind of like his whole body is always like moving and pulsating because it's alive and i just I love yeah. that. Just looking at that, and like all the different, like later on in, la- in the later series of the Giver, when you know the animation and the, and the coloring and all that kind of stuff looks better, and things become more detailed, they you can just really see like that that the armor is alive because they, they put yeah. a lot of detail into that, and I just I like seeing that. I always love that mix of like you know robotics and like in human. That that's ah, it's really cool to watch. Yeah, my my favorite touch on that is uh. <laughs> When he shoots the steams steam out of the little face vents. Oh, I love that. It's one of my favorite parts. <laughs> I love that. So cool. Oh man. Just uh it's like a small little thing too. And like I also love the fact that you kind of really realize that this thing is just, it's in their body. It's like fused, it's a part of them and it's always on the back of their neck and that's kind of where it it's like that's where yeah. it's like, I guess like it comes out and it's just mm-hmm. knowing that that kind of thing is in his body like all the time. And it's just it's just waiting for that moment to come out. It's just ah, I don't know all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's it, just... it was it was interesting that yeah, it's actually just like a sort of like I don't know like a growth or something yeah. on him physically rather than a device, which it's which is what it usually is in I guess the contemporary shows like yeah. this. Um, before we go any further, uh, Mike, you still alive there? Yes. Uh, do you have anything to say about the Giver's design, or any design in this, for that matter? Uh, I mean, it was just obvious watching it that everything revolved around that last fight. The plot didn't matter. Anything else being animated didn't matter. They just wanted that last fight to look cool. Mm -hmm. And it did. It was very pretty. Yeah, um, maybe I'll just watch too much anime because it did it did look good, and um, I like getting to hear the lyrics to Guyver's Casio keyboard theme of justice. Um, uh, what is it? <laughs> you see the uh, lady Guyver do the same spin kick on Guyver three times, <laughs> and Guyver do the big spin on her twice. It's the exact same animation in both cases, and it's like, okay, they're clearly... They clearly didn't have much of a budget for this thing. No. They blew through their budget in that first scene, and they're like, okay, how are we going to do this? They made it work, though. It turned out pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not like a jaded-ass old taku like me, you'll probably be able to enjoy it a lot more. It's, It's still good. Um... I want to say more. There's more in that fight than the uh, contempt than the other, like than the newer series and the manga. The fight's very brief there, which is uh, uh, kind of disappointing. 
since it's like, okay, we got this Giver thing and it's this killing machine. Oh, wait, there's another Giver and it's evil and the guy can fight better and oh, how's our hero going to survive it? He doesn't. And there's another Giver. Oh, yeah, uh, Giver 3. Um, who, you know, they, they paint it as very, as a very ben- benevolent entity with the super nice music and him being like, Giver, blah, 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 use your suit to save the girl. I'm not evil at all. Whereas he's kind of skeezy everywhere else. Like, mm. I mean, he shows up to help, but he's really more showing up just to save the girl. And <laughs> before he hands her over, he tells Giver... <laughs> The girl is mine. And then just bamps. Hmm. Like creepy obsessive stalker, the girl is mine type situation. Who is the mysterious Giver 3? Um, I don't think he appears in in uh, Out of Control. He's in everything else. He's uh, another student. What? No, he was in this. Oh, they showed the... Uh, uh, not, not the person. Oh. Yeah, no, no. Okay. Giver 3 is in here briefly, but they uh, kind of altered the role a bit here. Because he had a man's voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dude. I mean, like a grown ass man. Yeah, he's not a grown ass man. He was not a boy. He's an older student. Mm. He's a senior. <laughs> the suit does things to you. Yeah, the suit kind of does. Accelerates <laughs> puberty. <laughs> the. And, I wouldn't be surprised. And makes you really tall. <laughs> really, really tall. Yeah, that's... Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it sad to say that's one of the reasons... One of the many reasons, mind you, but one of the reasons why I like being in the suit. Yeah, it just reminded me of like a... Like a... Shittier, gorier version of Captain Marvel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shazam? Yeah. Captain Marvel. Little boy that turns into a big monster. Mm. He's a man. Well, yeah, Guyver's also significantly darker. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say the the moniker of dark hero applied to Guyver before that movie, starring our very own David Hayter, came out. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> I just looked it up too. In the and first one, Mark he's... Hamill was the main person. Oh my god! I don't... No, um, no, the uh, the, the movie, movie cover. Tickets. Yeah, the movie cover okay. is very deceiving. Yeah. He is. He does have a, a supporting role in the film, and he turns into a really shitty monster. Okay, yeah, it must be. A, it's been a while since I it came out. Nineteen ninety one. Yeah, it has been a while. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, we were babies. Wow. I have a VHS copy sitting in front of me right now. Nice. Yep. God, I was six years old. Jesus. Mm-hmm. You were babies. Mm. Yeah, I used to that watch movie that a lot. It was violent. I remember it being dark, too. Yeah, well, it was brutal. Like, Kyber was much like this straight-up decapitate bulls. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I gotta watch this again. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we'll we'll be getting to that. We'll be get we're one of the reasons why I had us watch this is so we could watch the uh, live action, maybe even both of the live action movies for this eventually. Um, but uh, 
going back to, I guess, before I get into like the nature of this sort of story, um, let's talk about a character that surprised me in her in their depiction. Uh, I think her name was Valkyria. Yeah, Guyver uh, Two. Female Guyver. Yeah. Guyver Two. Yeah, she was like it was really interesting because like this show and all the other Guyver things I watched. The villains in this are just like cackling, maniacal, hand wringing, dyed in the wool, badass, bad, horrible people. Like just unabashedly mm. evil. Just, yeah, I've got nothing nice or decent to say to anyone about anything. I'm fucking evil and I do evil shit at the end. And she was surprisingly like calm, rational. Didn't Great seem too. unnecessarily violent and cruel. She's not what, even that mean. What was their deal anyway? Who were they like MIB or some shit? Uh, Kronos. They're the villain. Uh, is yeah, that the well, name of them? That's that's the company. And that's, yeah, they're. Oh, I thought that, Kronos was like a planet where the aliens came from. No, um, they're bad people looking to. I don't know, mutate other people for some heinous purpose we don't know about yet. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were like some kind of cops. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're Everything. their soldiers look like cops. Yeah. They, they look like, like a weird police cops. force. Alien. And they cops. have that alien guy. The Which chief alien? of police was an alien. Well, he was a zoonoid. What's that? Those are the monsters they turn into, or the monsters that they are. Yep. Why do they turn into monsters? That's, I don't know, but that's what Kronos does. It, like, they mutate people. Fucks oh. with people, yeah, so they turn into monsters. Where did the Giver come from? See, see, this is, these are all the mysteries we're looking to find out, but, uh, <laughs> this is, this is, this is the, uh, the, the bait they dangle in yeah. front of you. <laughs> Well, they they mentioned mm. it slightly. They said that it's um they found the Guyvers in some ruins. They didn't yeah. go much further than that. Yeah, so. they hint at in like a like a ancient alien race being tied to the Guyver units, and that's why they're trying to get it so they can become even that much more powerful. Well, yeah, they, well, they specifically state that they want to uh, study it. I can't remember if they mention it in this or not, but they distinguish that where the Zoanoids are created through human means through the means of that planet the Guyvers are wholly alien yep little pieces drawing you in mm-hmm. but you know the Guyver is a mystery to everyone is a point to all this and um one of the hooks to the Guyver 3 character is that he seems to know a lot more than anybody else about these things even though timeline wise he should only have had the Guyver unit for as long as show has <laughs> Makes sense, right? <laughs> well, again, another hook. Yeah, maybe he's just spent more time playing with himself. Yeah, it's funny because uh, one of the big uh, things about this, I want to say, I read in one of the Wikipedia articles, and this is the first instance of tentacle rape in an anime, and I know that can't be true. <laughs> like this, it, this came out in '86. I'm certain there was some shit, some creepy shit going on before. Since like, kind of like the lore and associated with that, like there's like ancient ass paintings of women being molested by tentacled monsters. So, well, those who are octopus. Well, same thing. 
what do octopuses have, Mike? What do you mean? <laughs> what they do have they tentacles. have? Exactly. But they're not monsters. Uh, now you're getting into semantics here. Um, God, you made me lose my point. Um, that's, uh, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, there's basically, whereas uh, shows being possessed by the Guyver is meant to be maybe a bit creepy and confusing. Hers is straight up a sex scene with porn music, like <laughs> the lighting, uh, <laughs> her reaction to it, and the of course, <laughs> Tentacle and Gooch. The penetration. But it's funny. Or in the ass, we don't know. It's true. Probably both, let's be fair. Probably um, in every orifice. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is they kind of, I don't know if it's acknowledged, touch on it, whatever, but they do something to make a show's transformation a lot more unsettling. And maybe this is it just in the dub, but uh, in the OVA series that came out after this one, one of the things you hear go say right go show say as the guy was possessing him right before he falls into the water is as he's screaming out, Oh my god, what's going on? He says, It's inside of me. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh boy. Yep. No Which means yeah, that's just how Guyvers work. They don't care. They go up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> they go in your everything. Oh no. In your pee hole. No, yep. no, no. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's man. not fun for anybody. Mm. But you definitely know it went all up inside that girl because they did that. There was that quick scene where they kind of showed uh, all of her insides and they showed her ovaries. Uh huh. <laughs> I think it was like her. Yeah. So they showed everything. Yeah. So you knew that it was. It was like, oh man. Yeah, she got it bad. It was all yeah. up in there. Oh. Yeah, uh, she she seemed more in harmony with it than show was. Oh, she was digging it. That's, um, that's what it looked like. She's used it, to being penetrated. It's it's yeah. sad that in order for her to become a badass, she's got to get raped by yeah. <laughs> something. Yeah. But you know, you like you see her training prior. You know, there's something there prior to, and she was well, she was liked by the creator enough that the author of the manga. She was originally a. Original to out of control, but the author seemed to like her enough to put her into the manga later. It was kind of weird that show was just freaking out. I mean, for good reason. I mean, he was saying he couldn't breathe, and the thing was just it was really getting in there. But when it happened to her, like after it was all done, like just, I said, it was like a it was like a sex scene. Well, I mean, she just like she might as well like lit a cigarette. I mean, she was just like, I'm done. Exactly. This is fine. This is I can take this. I can like, do it again. Show screaming. He's like, oh my god, and she's just kind of like, oh yeah. <laughs> Like throwing her hair back and like it was nothing. Like a shampoo commercial. That's what that's what exactly what it was. She was literally throwing her hair back and like, oh yes, you know, so there you go. Woo. Yeah. Man. <laughs> lord, lord, lord. But yeah, again, eighties OVA. Typical of it is uh extreme violence, boobs and just, it doesn't have to be for kids. It can be for skeezy people. Mm. Just like wanton murder and creepy fleshy bits and things getting their arms broken and hands crushed and yeah. God, those those that guy in the very opening scene of the anime when he was in that the first fight scene. 
I uh, I would call that a fight. Yeah, that's, just, that's true. That wasn't that guy funny. got owned. But it was just kind of like his what he mutated into was just literally muscle and bone. Yeah, like it was it was clearly defective because it was like it was just muscle and bone, and the hands are just bone. It's like oh god, you're well, like. <laughs> well, I mean, he even like said he screamed out, like, "No, this is what you guys did to me." So clearly, yeah. it was it was not. You know, a happy yeah yeah you know his monster form is getting picked last for the kickball game <laughs> that's right and did you notice that with all the monsters they all made that weird that weird sound it was like i, I can't it's sort I can't of like yeah that yeah. weird animal ish make it yeah make I, it I, I, can't, I tried to i couldn't even do I'm kinda, it i'm trying to it's remember exactly how it sounded like or some shit you know what my favorite part was? What? It was when he goes wandering the desert by himself. And then <laughs> the random Tokyo desert. Not that part, but when he's like remembering and then you can see him as like a little fat boy with a tie on running and <laughs> crying. Yeah. yeah. I took a boomerang of it and put it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> he was really pushing into his mom's chest though. He was he was really in there. He was, he was a happy this boy. Happy Why was boy. that scene in there? Uh, to establish that they're ch- him and the girl are childhood friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Connecting the dots. <laughs> it's good. Oh, God, I love it. But, yeah, that was pretty random, that desert scene. Like, the, the, the next yeah. scene in the, the random farmhouse hut thing or house, whatever. Well, <laughs> here's the funny thing. Like, it's like a little farm hut, right? Yeah. All right, something you expect from the farm. Before he wanders the vast Japan desert, he's like in a in a field of crops eating like corn. <laughs> right. So is that vast desert the space between the cornfield and the hut? I, I, apparently, was he just really thirsty and imagining that shit? And the thing that I thought was just kind of out of nowhere is that after doing all that crazy traveling and then getting the blanket. <laughs> Then out of nowhere, they found him. They find him immediately. Because we finally found you. How? When were you? Okay. I guess you found me now. We finally found you. We lost track of you. <laughs> Between the city and the farm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <it's laughs> None of this shit made sense. It was great. I want to say that's a, a fairly common thing in animes where there's just like a random desert for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure there's a point in Baki where this happens. Yeah, it's... Oh, man. But yeah, there's not that much of show freaking out, at least not at that point in the series and everything else, which kind of helps to give give some weight to what's going on because the, the, what he's dealing with in that moment is something Guyver's going to have to deal with over the course of the series. And... It's pretty common to this type of show, um, the Henshin hero type show in general. Uh, if you're talking about a show like this, you got to talk about Shotaro Ishinomori, who created uh, a lot. But uh, I guess the biggest franchise associated with him is Kamen Rider. Ah. And, I mean, Kamen Rider has a character kind of like uh, Guyver. Uh, common writer Amazon, who was the only common writer up until the uh, Heisei period that wasn't a cyborg. He was a uh, kind of like a a mutant created from Incan super science, 
and his fights were closer to Guyver's where rather than ending with a magic kick and an explosion, it ended with something get decapitated and possibly eaten. Wow. Yeah. But, um, those are significantly darker takes on the sort of tension hero formula, specifically the kind that the kind of story that Ishinomori liked to tell, which usually involved a shady organization abducting people, turning them into monsters, and centering around a brave defector or defectors who has to fight their own kind. And uh, what you see show dealing with in there is just sort of this crippling loneliness over basically not being able to live like a normal person in order to protect those around him. And, you know, they touch on it a tiny bit. It's a big part of these stories. I like that they at least tried <laughs> to cover it clumsy as it was clumsy as everything in this anime is. Yeah. But, um, Joe, I was actually meaning to ask you earlier in the show. Uh, did you ever watch, uh, the anime for Kikaider? <laughs> uh, I, don't think, I did. I don't think I did. No. What was? Uh, Kikaider is my first venture into this, and I didn't realize Kikaider was that kind of anime. But I was like sitting there wondering why shows like this always feel vaguely familiar to me, and it's it's an archetype. What's an archetype? This kind of well, not archetype. It's a format, I should say. This kind of show. That kind of show, rather. Isn't Kikaider about a weenie with a guitar? He was a robot. That was a robot. Yeah, he. It was basically like a superpowered Pinocchio. Yeah. Wants to be a real boy. You <laughs> know what this reminded me of? And I was probably way into this shit at the same time I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Is Venom. It's well, like yeah. Speaking of a dark hero, an alien That's very violent. Mm-hmm. I can't. They need to give us a Venom movie. We've got enough happy guys in tights. You know, a Venom movie would be kind of interesting. Well, they try. Especially looking at this, they've been trying to work on it forever, and then now they got this deal with Marvel, and so that changes things. So who knows? We'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was the last Guyver movie? Um. Well, the last Guyver-related thing to be. I think the manga is still ongoing. But the last thing to be released was that 2006 series. Before, in regards to movies, the last movie proper was Dark Hero. <laughs> wow, nothing in Japan? No, surprisingly, they haven't really touched it in regards to live action. Maybe David Hayter should write one. Oh. You know what? Why not? <laughs> he clearly has some love for that series. That yeah. franchise, I should say. He does. Which is cool. I'm still waiting to see if he can actually write. Uh-huh. I've never seen something original done by him that wasn't that didn't have other writers attached to it. Hmm. Let's see. Well, only time will tell. But um in regards to talking about this uh sort of formula, both in regards to the way the story plays out and the like violent nature of it um another reason why <laughs> i'm watching you know got really into the guy for all of a sudden is because i need something to sort of like 
sate the need to watch a show like this between episodes of a live action series called Common Rider Amazons, which I am obsessed with right now. And they basically took that uh, Amazon character I mentioned earlier and kind of did like a spiritual successor. It's not actually tied to the original. It's sort of like take the premise, make it modern day, and gear it towards an adult audience. And it's amazing. Hmm. I want to check that out. Mm-hmm. But, um, anything you guys want to... Um, talk about before we get into recommendations uh dead ass oh dear whose <laughs> ass be, be specific the only one alright let's Joe, uh Joe's ass. Wait, wait, who, what's who? we uh, can talk uh, about that if you want <laughs> what do you want well, to you're say you're lucky Joe it? chimed in before me I was going to mention one of the monsters uh yeah, uh, Joe's got no ass. That's all I can say. You gotta go to the gym, Joe. Mm, I do. I do. The jungle gym. Just gotta do some squats. Get some of that ass. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, Lionel, just I guess you know for just final thoughts on it. Uh, I can definitely see why I enjoyed this anime as a kid, and I can see why this anime is just popu- so popular. And why you said the the you know the manga is actually still going on still because mm-hmm. it's just I don't know it's the the plot is completely insane and yeah it makes, a lot of it makes no sense but it's, I mean it's fun I think it's because it's just so entertaining that's I'm, why because I've like it's been hard not to just read like go into a wiki and just read all the interesting shit because I see yeah. little bits and pieces of things that make this seem <laughs> like just like, I read the things, I'm like, oh, God, I gotta check this out, I gotta check this out, and then I'll start trying to watch it, start trying to read it, and it's like, oh, God, would you just get on with it? Oh, crap, there's a fight! When did the, the, the pacing in all of this is just so <laughs> bad. Like, I wish they would go back and try this again and bring somebody in to help the author just kind of move from point to point. Right. Because it's, it, it's a big thing getting in the way it's a big thing getting in the way of like, like awesome shit. Like, um, all right, if you're worried about spoilers, I'll try and limit this to five minutes. Maybe I'll add some time codes somewhere. But uh, spoilers start now. A big thing I read in there that has me wanting to read this is at some point, like, I think a halfway point in the 2006 anime. And I'm not sure when this takes place in the manga, but apparently there's like a time skip or something, and Kronos is actually straight up taking over the world. <laughs> like, straight up taking over to the point that, you know, people just go in there to become zoonoids, and not only is that accepted, you actually get <laughs> a break on your taxes for doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And it's like, uh. it's like, it's it's talked about as I was reading the Giverwiki and they were describing it as oh yeah it's actually pretty convenient you know it's good being able to turn into a super strong monster if you're like having car troubles or you got to move a whole lot of shit <laughs> or a wild animal attacks you <laughs> huh. and so there's just like regular ass citizens who can just turn into a monster or whatever that's just something people can do well there you go 
And then it's like he makes you wonder, okay, where's Guyver in all this? He's probably like a boogeyman to these people. <laughs> like, okay, who like does does anything change here? Who is the, who's the hero now? How did they take over? It's like if they're an integral part of people's lives, then they can't be like love ringing outright villains. Like you know, I, I read something like that, and I'm like, okay, I gotta know what's going on here. But how much of this bad pacing am I gonna have to? you know, wade through before I get to this point. And is, is there going to be anything to, you know, keep me afloat till then? And, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But okay. I guess spoilers are done. Um, but yeah, I guess in regards to recommendations, I mean, there's, there's a lot to recommend here. Uh, I want to say tokusatsu in general, but the old stuff in particular, the, uh, works of Ishinomori, like, um, uh, the old common writers, uh, Cyborg 009 is another big... Is Guyver considered a common writer? No. Common uh, writers are part of a specific format. He is like a toku, like a tokusatsu hero. Mm. Or henshin hero, I should say. He belongs to the same genre, but he's not specifically a common writer. Hmm. Um, what was I saying? Cyborg 009 is a good one. Um, if you're interested in a dark deconstruction of the Henshin hero, uh, Devilman. Ooh, that's a good one. If you happen to either be interested in that or Cyborg 009 or have watched one and are interested in the other or like both, there was actually a strange but entertaining crossover anime made between the two called cyborg zero zero nine versus devil man well, there you go <laughs> and it's on, and it's on netflix nice very nice uh, um also i think we mentioned earlier android kikider or kikider the animation either the live action or the uh anime which is good gets kind of depressing and gets really dark mm. it's really place. dark it gets uber grim dark that ending is black as tar Huh. I only saw one scene of it and it, he went he was sitting down he went he was sitting down Is this the guitar? And the and a guy was like, Hey, what's going on? Nice guitar and he the, he was like Oh yeah, I don't know how to play it and the guy was like, Let me see that and then he played it and then Kikaido took the guitar and he was like, oh, like this? And then he played it really good. He and played the, the guy, shit out of it. And the guy was like, what the fuck is this shit, man? What's wrong with you? And then he walked away. And that's my only experience with that anime. Yeah. Well, that that's a lot. Unfortunately, that's a... Well, not unfortunate. Well, unfortunately for Kikaido, that's a lot of his interactions with humans is... <laughs> Hey, I'm interacting with you. Oh, this is friendly. This is nice. You're a freak. I'm sad. <laughs> oh. Just kill yourself, Kikaider. If you if I ever hear you say that about Kikaider again, I will eat your eyeball. Which one? Um, dealer's choice, considering you're gonna lose it. Eat the one underneath my wiener. That's not an eyeball. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> Unless you can see out of that thing, if you can see out of that thing, I'll be impressed. Though I don't envy its view. Mm. 
It's um, you should. No, I, I don't. I don't want to know what the inside of your pants looks like. Well, right now I have a pretty good idea, oh boy. which is damp. It's not. Um, it's a uh, going over the re- the I guess remaining recommendations outside of everything I mentioned so far. There's also the show I'm to- completely and totally hooked on right now, which is uh, Common Rider Amazons. Amazons, S at the end. Amazon is the original from the seventies. Though that's good too. It'll be funny to like watch that and realize this uh, guy, this show about a, uh, an animal man who decapitates other animal men and maybe even eats them sometimes is a show geared towards children. Ah. But, um. Oh yeah, and then of course there's uh the other Giver related projects, the uh other uh OVA series, which I think started in the later later eighties and ended in the early nineties, and then there was the uh twenty six episode series from two thousand six. Uh the manga, which I think is again is still ongoing, and the uh two live action movies made in the US <laughs> which are which are campy fun. Well, my friend says I have a raspy yet kind and gentle voice. Aww. <laughs> huh. <laughs> nice. Well, that's nice. I don't know about that. He says that someone at his work has a similar voice to me. Mm. Gentle. Gentle. I think it's the higher pitch. It sounds friendly and, and outgoing. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think I have resting bitch voice. <laughs> Never heard it said that way before. I definitely have resting bitch face. You have dad face. Uh, I guess it's not resting bitch face since I'm usually angry a lot of the time. Mm. Your resting face is very funny. <laughs> no, you you just catch my face at random points where. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a dog with its mouth open. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should describe for the audience what we look like. No. Let's let's save that for another show where we're not floundering. Um, Joe, Joe looks like thoughts. Carl Weathers. <laughs> um, Jackson. Um, well, before final thoughts, I did have some recommendations. If, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So sure. I actually have a few. Uh First one is Ultraman, of course. Uh, that's oh, def- God. Yeah, so that's a classic, and that's definitely something you should watch if you want to do the whole robot, you know, superhero thing. That's, like, a yeah, must. If you're a- into Toku, that's, like, one of the big three right now. The big three are Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Ultraman. Oh, yeah. Um, and Actually, I think they just released a movie late like think like last year or something i want to say they've been yearly they've been really? for each show but what they've been doing is the same thing uh tokusatsu and kamen rider have been doing now where they've kind of like established a multiverse ah okay where like all the other old writers or old heroes old whatever can cross over and from what i hear i'm not as up on ultraman Mm. as as i am on the other stuff but from what i hear ultraman does the sort of multiverse crossover thing best yeah they're i think they're really into that that kind of stuff um 
Uh, so the I next was one- thinking about that while I was watching this. I was because I I don't know I just saw Civil War and then I was rewatching Avengers with the commentary and I was thinking. As I was watching this, I was like, maybe this would be better if he were part of a team and there are like other people in here with him from other universes. Then I was like, what if, why don't they just put him in the Avengers? <laughs> that would be different. <laughs> yeah, we got this guy from uh, Japan and he's got this weird alien suit. Yeah. yeah. I'd watch that. Well, that'd kind of be a problem because it's like, oh my god, why is he killing everyone? <laughs> but I also, I'm like, I feel like Marvel brought a lot of this stuff to comics at certain points. Yeah, well, um, Stan Lee is an influence. I'm not sure if he, I'm not sure if I could say he's an influence on Ishinomori, but there was a um, a couple of instances where they tried to cross over, where like Toei, who has, I guess, I want to say they have the licenses to Common Rider and all that, uh, uh, tried to cross over with Stan Lee and, and, you know, just people in Japan who are fans of Marvel trying to do stuff with them. I mean, there were the, um, there was a couple of Marvel anime series that came out in the, I want to say like the mid, mid aughts. Late odds, I mean, but there was a uh, Wolverine anime, a Blade anime, an X Men anime, and a uh, Iron Man. Yeah. And uh, before that, there was some weird manga put in the Shonen Jump that had uh, Stanley. I think he was acting as like an advisor or something on it. I don't remember the name of it, but I think the biggest one is in the seventies when like. Super Sentai and Kamen Rider were really taken off. Uh, there was actually a Spider-Man Toku. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember in that. Japan, where like their take on Spider-Man <laughs> is part of an alien race, like the Spiderian <laughs> race or some shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, Spider-Man and, uh, co-creator Stanley. <laughs> and I want to say, I, I, I only have the wiki articles. I haven't really gone through this whole crazy spider war thing going, but I want to say he's either mentioned or shown somewhere in his comics. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so another one that I have recommendation, another classic, Astro Boy. That's kind of another big one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a robot. I'm pretty sure everyone's seen that one by now. Um, and then another one of my like, absolute favorite. I mean, it's an incredibly dark anime and deals with robots and superheroes. It's Kasherin, if I'm saying that correctly. Kasherin. Yeah, that's that's yeah. another one. And there's three. I there's the live action movie which I highly recommend watching. Then there was the the one from the 70s, I think. And then there was the uh, the uh, reboot, the, which is Sin. By the seven. Do you mean the uh, the ongoing series or the OVA series that came out here? I don't know. Were I know. they calling him Kashan? That it? yeah, I'm looking at that. And that one seems to be the original, like the I guess the classic one, and then the reboot is the one that they're doing with Sin, Sins or yeah, whatever. I've seen Sin. Um, I'm not quite sure if Kashan counts as like a Kenshin hero, but he like he fits every criteria outside of transforming into. Yeah, his form, but like, yeah, everything else is like spot on, and he's inspired a lot of shit. And I, I like that live action movie, but it's fucking weird. 
is very strange. <laughs> it's very strange. Like, they don't give a fuck. They like deus ex machina shit all over the place in that movie just to keep the plot going. Yeah. I saw that movie, didn't I? I'm pretty sure you watched it with me at some point. That's uh-huh. the, it has the villain who has like a really big blanket. Yeah, the big red blanket. Yeah, and he has a bunch of... Uh, he's like part of a race of people that are like... They call them the Neo Sapiens, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that was a movie. Uh, and then the the last one I want to recommend. It's kind of unrelated, but I still think it's great, especially when it comes to superheroes. Is Key the Metal Idol? Well, <laughs> no, no, might as well be. No, Cutie Honey. That one. It's kinda... no, that's that's pretty apt. It's a. I think it's technically a sort of a deconstruction of the magical girl yeah yeah uh, but the the magical girl archetype is basically the sister genre to toku oh there you go then uh the live action one is kind of it's it's hilarious it's I, fun I, it, I it is it is adorable yeah, yeah so i'd say I that was that. Worth watching that there's a guitar vader song called magical girl oh, it's go. on the jet crying radio soundtrack it's probably I didn't know it was a genre. Yep. A genre. Sailor Moon is kind of like the quintessential uh, magical girl, Maho Shoujo, whatever you want to call it thing. It's like the one everyone kind of defaults to. I don't. It's not the first. It, I'm not sure if it's the best, but it's kind of the most iconic, kind of like Kamen Rider is to Toku. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are all the recommendations I got. Those, those were good. Um, Mike, you got anything to recommend? The Giver movie. <laughs> one and, or two. Uh, the first one. I'll I recommend the second one. I ain't seen the second one. You should also read some old Venom where uh, somebody thinks he's... And maybe this is where my adult obsession with this comes from. Where somebody sees Eddie Brock in a in an alley and they think he's a bum and they just light him on fire. <laughs> that was a mistake. Wait, oh wait, don't the symbiotes not do well with fire? No, they don't. Oof. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Loud noises and fire. Yeah. Supersonics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I'd never, and this is why I like having you on the show, Mike, I'd never would have thought to associate Venom with uh, Giver, even though it's very, very apt. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, if you happen to want to look more towards American comics for something like this, you check out Venom and Carnage-related properties. I think there's a Carnage comic book out right now, actually. Really? Yeah. Weird. Carnage is so 90s. <laughs> he is 90s as fuck balls. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of the most 90s things ever. Granted, he's uh, that. I want to say he's that in a good way. Um, one of the primary villains from Savage Dragon is the most 90s things ever in a bad way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anything to say before we uh, finish this? Like a wobbly guy in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Go watch this anime. It's it's just good dumb fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not great, but it's entertaining. Yeah. 
And it's it's violent as all. I mean, there's there's a lot of takes on this to check out. So just you know, find the one. Yeah, there's the manga. There's uh, out of control. If you just want to sample it, there's the uh, the uh, OVA the second OVA series. There's a 26 episode thing. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of different ways to check this out. Check out at least one of them. Mm-hmm. And somebody give me a Giver unit. It must be you so painful. You want to go up your pee hole. <laughs> I will endure for badass superpowers. Yeah. It doesn't feel great, let me tell you that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know firsthand. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That would be bad, but superpowers would be good. But like with most things, Lionel, the first time hurts, but then after <laughs> that, feels great. Yeah. Does make you wonder if a uh, show has to experience that every time he transforms. I bet he likes it. It hurts, it hurts a little less every time. Yeah, it, it would say a bit about like why what's her name seems so <laughs> at peace with herself after transforming with that guy for unit the first time. Yeah, she seemed a little t- too okay with that. Though really, she shouldn't. Because it would go in her vajayjay, but it would also go up her pee hole, and that wouldn't feel very good. Ah, yeah. Ouch. But, Leo, let's be real. We know who that scene was for, and it wasn't for us. It wasn't? (laughs) It was for a select few amongst the male audience. Mm. Maybe female audience? I don't know. Maybe there were some lesbians who enjoyed seeing her make all those noises. I don't know. She made a lot of noises. Mm-hmm. A lot of noises. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Yeah. If you're DTF, add me on Instagram at Mexican Sting. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy having a couple of a whole bunch of weird dudes with fake <laughs> accounts <laughs> trying to catfish the shit out of you. Yeah. Catfish is to record this. Yay! Shame I don't have a damn interesting thing to say right now. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, I really got nothing. Oh well. On the business. Special thanks as always to the creator of the opening and closing theme. Said theme being Synthetic Highway. See, I should have... Ah, I just jumped right into it. Synthetic Highway is the opening and closing theme of this show. If you like it, you should check out the creator of the song, Submorphine. You can find Submorphine at soundcloud.com slash submorphine, S-U-B hyphen M-O-R-P-H-I-N-E. Our uh, promo theme is Anime Raku. If you like that, check out its creator, Squarion, at facebook.com slash Squarion, S-Q-U-A-R-I-O-N. Squarion's got a project they'd like me to plug. 
Project Stick Part 2, which can be found on Facebook.com slash Project Stick. And, yeah, I still got nothing, so uh, thank you for listening. Have a good night, people. enjoyed it but man it's goofy it's just it's all kinds of goofy and uh, re-watching this felt a lot like watching power rangers but with like swearing and a little bit more gore get ready for some weird shit with the live action adaption of the guyver so lionel would you want to pee on someone be honest now no 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 <laughs> why not no why not? All right. Why not? So let's just say you meet a girl that's really kinky and she just wants to do all <laughs> kinds of crazy shit with you. We're talking like just shitting on the chest, everything. Would you? You wouldn't do it. She asked okay. you to do it. Okay. All right. A couple of things. One, I don't mess with like bodily functions. <laughs> Anything that goes in the toilet stays if in the toilet and goes pee on nowhere. Anyone? Of <laughs> your choice. Who would it be? I wouldn't. I don't pee on people. <laughs> but you could. Ch- Choose anyone. And two, you, you can, guys, you guys you are can, screwing this up because if you, I'm doing some pick, creepy S and M thing, I'm on the other side of it. You could pick Uh-oh. Donald Trump if you want ah. <laughs> No, I don't want to pee on anybody. Not even throw. Okay. <laughs> that's that's not that's not my like brand of like dumping on people. Uh, I won't spit on people either. I if I'm gonna like mess with someone, I'm either gonna punch him in the face. Oh, or you're telling me you never spat on a bum as you walk past him. <laughs> No. I don't even believe you. I don't know. Uh, I don't spit you, this fart you or like, anything on people. You sound like Captain America. <laughs> I don't want to pee on anybody. I just uh, don't like bullies. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Not even if they're okay Again, with it. Maybe okay, okay, Mike, we it. get we get back to the previous, uh, the, well, rather the theme of our previous conversation is the bigger question is not why I don't want to pee on someone. The bigger question is why you want me to. Mm, I'm just trying to get you to explore your boundaries. Do it, Again. <laughs> you want me to do creepy shit, Joe. He never wants me to do anything cool or awesome. It's never Jumper Cables, you should go out and get yourself a hot Asian girlfriend. Jumper Cables, you should like be a badass and fight crime. Jumper Cables, you should you know, get a mixed martial arts or a pro wrestling career. Jumper Cables, you shouldn't make the next new amazing blah 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 there's no bumblebee lily go see mommy and daddy what are you talking about i say that stuff all the time no you tell me Remember to be where, a fluffer where when i was like nice we should become truck. pet bounty hunters that's the closest and, thing to cool and then i was like because it involves you, you should also. become an ice cream man <laughs> he just, he, he's, he's just keeping you should your work toes. in that porn shop That'd be a good ass job. See again, porn. <laughs> What's wrong with porn? Uh, again, why can't I do something that isn't either skeezy or fun to laugh at? It's not skeezy. It's natural. You're a, you're a growing boy, Lionel. So am I. We need this. I don't need the body. <laughs> I know. Okay, but really, not even if they were okay with it. Really. No, I mean, yeah. they would. 
they would have to convince me that it's something they really, really want, and only as an act of pure love would I subject myself to that. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's make or break for the relationship. That's I don't know who do I would do it to if I could choose anyone. Maybe, like... Hmm. Kim Jong-un. Jessica Alba. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Jessica. She's not that hot. I don't care. I still do it. Hey, man. Maybe... To each their own. I think she's kind of um, okay. Myself. She's weird. She doesn't really do acting anymore. She owns like a she's, tech company. She's the white man's Mexican. <laughs> what? She owns a tech company? Yeah, she does. It's called Honesty. She sells like. Uh, like really healthy, like baby food and other stuff. He doesn't. She doesn't really do the oh, acting anymore. That's nice. She's the CEO hmm. of the. She's the CEO of the company. 